in this room anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, T.J. Ambi. Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Second day of the work week already. All day. We almost there. I don't know what we almost did. No, we're not almost there. We got a couple more days to go. Why do people say that? We almost there. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, you just got here. Give us things to look forward to. Yeah, but you just got here. We just started. Well, my wife has me watching uh, The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Last night I watched The Bachelorette, and I would have to say it is quite amusing. <laughs> it's amusing. Nobody else likes? Nobody else watches it here? No, last nope. night I caught up on Euphoria and Big Little Lies. That's what I meant to watch this weekend, Euphoria. Because I, yes, I missed it on Sunday, so I watched all of that yesterday. I heard Euphoria is great. I heard if you got daughters, you should definitely watch Euphoria. But not with her. <laughs> Because it is a lot. Especially if your daughter loves Zendaya. Don't let her watch you for it. My daughter she definitely be, loves Zendaya. But she's too young to watch that show. We went to go see, edgy. Uh, we went to go see Spider-Man last night. Spider-Man um, Far From Home. How was it? It was good. And Zendaya's in that as well. Okay. I mean, it's good. It's Marvel. Marvel doesn't miss. But it's an it's an ma- amazing show, Euphoria. And so it's Big Little Lies. That's my show, too. So it's the second season of that. So I caught up on that. I actually had a little opportunity. I did my podcast with um, Trouble. Trouble, trouble. So we interviewed him yesterday. Then I went home. It's like the earliest I've been home in a while. And I was like, I'm going to go to sleep. And then I ended up staying up watching TV. You know what sucks when you got those uh, child stars like Zendaya, those people that your kids love, mm-hmm. and then they grow up and then they go do something edgy like Euphoria, and you, you got to explain to your child why she can't watch it. <laughs> we mm. just saw her in Spider-Man yesterday, but then she might see these commercials for Euphoria and right. want to watch that. And you're like, uh, nah. Maybe that's not for you, baby girl. It's a really good show, though. So y'all got to watch that if you haven't. I haven't seen it yet. So I'm glad you I have I'm, to. I'm glad I didn't sit down with my daughter and say, hey, let's watch <laughs> Zendaya's yeah. new show. No, don't do that. I saw the trailer. It's like she's on Molly a lot, right? Uh, she had to go to rehab. So that's oh. kind of how it started. She was in rehab. She definitely has a drug addiction problem. I got to get on that. Mm-hmm. I got to start watching that. On oh. Molly? No. I, I never did Molly before. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I never did Molly. All right. All right. Well, Big Crit will be joining us this morning. Yes, not just Big Crit. We're going to double up on Big hip-hop Crit this morning. Here. And also, Freddie Gibbs will be joining That's us. That's right. The, uh, the hip-hop uh, hip hop started off very slow this year, meaning that, you know, it, was, it wasn't a lot of projects out there that was grabbing people's attention. But uh, Freddie Gibbs with Bandana and Big Crit with Crit is here definitely have changed changed that, if you ask my opinion. Both of them have some two great new albums out yes. right now. So. Yeah, so we'll talk to both of them. And we got front page news. What are we talking about, you? Uh, well, let's talk about another person who died in the Dominican Republic. We'll another tell you. person? Yes. They, they we'll tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this happened. Well, we'll tell you. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? Well, let's talk about Donald Trump and him still talking about these tweets that we all feel were racist when he was telling these women to go back and to leave the United States and go back to where you came from. Mm -hmm. And here's what he had to say about his comments. I didn't mention names, and uh, I didn't do that, (laughs) but I will tell you, if you're not happy here, then you can leave. As far as I'm concerned, if you hate our country, 
If you're not happy here, you can leave. That's what I said in a tweet, which I guess some people think is controversial. A lot of people love it, by the way. Come back if you want. Don't come back. It's okay, too. It's also uh, great to question the authority figures in, in this country. We have a democracy, so if somebody's doing something you don't like and you're upset about your leadership, you can definitely voice your opinion. Should be nothing wrong with that. All right, now let's talk about another man who has died in the Dominican Republic. This happened back in March. In March? Yes, Tracy they Jerome just found him Jester. Or no. Tracy Jerome Jester Jr., he's from Forsyth, Georgia. He died from respiratory illness. Now, originally, as you can see, all these reports are coming forward with people talking about drinking something from the mini bar and then dying. Well, he had drank some soda and he actually had told his mother that he made a remark about the soda just not tasting right, tasting funny. And then he dropped to his knees and started throwing up blood. How old was he? Can I ask a question? 31. How come when something tastes funny, we keep sipping it? Like, you take, you sip it one time, you're like, that tastes funny. And you just sip it again, you keep sipping it. Why do you keep sipping it if it tastes funny the first time? Yeah, he said it didn't taste right. And so now the mom is saying, okay, we need to do an investigation because they never had done a toxicology report at the time. Mm. But now it seems like it is potentially linked to everything else that's been going on with this uptick of American deaths in the Dominican Republic. And where was he from? Uh, he's from Georgia. Percep- yeah. Perception is crazy, though, because thousands of people are going to the DR on vacation and they're not dying, but the... How many is 10 now? Uh, no, I think it's more than that. Oh, well, the more than 10 people that have died make us all say, nope, I'm not going. Yeah, I mean, and Damn, the way that they're dying is drinking something. is a lot of uh, common thread in that. So. And they haven't figured out what it was yet, right? Not yet. You're going to die in the DR. You're going to die in the DR. All right, now let's talk about Sadie Roberts-Joseph. She's the founder of an African-American museum in Louisiana. She died of traumatic asphyxia. Now, I'm sure you've heard the story already about she's 75 years old. She was discovered dead in a car trunk. Well, now they're saying that she died from asphyxia, which includes suffocation. So Yeah, but how'd she get clearly, in the trunk? Clearly somebody killed her. Yeah, clearly it was foul play, right? Yeah, clearly it's foul play. Now, according to uh, the chief police in Baton Rouge, they're saying that they are confident that they're going to make an arrest in that case. They're not going to leave any lead over to undeterred, so they're going to actually make sure they investigate. And she was 70 what? 75. Jesus Christ, man. Mm-mm-mm. Who kills a 75-year-old woman and stuffs her in a trunk? Yes, and she's an activist. She founded an African-American museum. Mm-mm-mm. An anonymous caller actually called and reported finding her. So her family had seen her earlier that day. They said she was making cornbread, regular day. Definitely her life should not have ended that way. Clearly it was a murder. Mm-mm-mm. Clearly it was intentional. Uh, I would love to know the motive. You know, right. Jesus. All right. And you know what? Rest in peace to Pernell Whitaker. Shout mm-hmm. out to the 757. Condolences to his family. Boxer. I, I'm not sure what, what belts he, he owned, but he he was uh, real big in the 757 in Virginia he, he Beach. He owned like four different, belts. Yeah, four, 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 four different four belts. Four different belts and four different weight classes. I can't remember what the classes were. Occurs a lot of kids I'm out sure there. one was middleweight. Yeah, he was 55 years Thanks. old. Man. All right. Well. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. Or if you want to spread some positivity, hit us up. The number again is 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Uh, Snackman, what's up? Oh, my goodness. You sound different, Snackman. What happened? You had throat surgery or something? We haven't heard from you in Hey, Snackman. 
Good morning, Angela. I wrote a joke for you. Okay, right. let's hear it. God. Listen, Charlamagne the God of acronyms. I dedicate this one to you. And envy, no offense. Okay. Right, and begin. In lieu of the tragic event down in the Dominican Republic this past year, yo, I'm officially changing their acronym from the DR to the BYOB. What's that? Bring your own bottle. That was a joke. You just supposed to laugh. It's crazy uh, that you actually thought about that. Like, you wrote it down. Like, you got a punchline for it. That's wild. Snackman, where can people see you do your stand-up live? Never. Thank you. Yeah, Snackman, you shouldn't do stand-up. You should sit your dumb ass down. You hung up on us. Hello, who's this? A Shamali. A Shamali? Yes, how you doing? Hey, Shamali. You a Shamali. Get it off your chest, Shamali. Hey, I got a question. So, me and my boyfriend got into an argument, right? You listening? Yes. <laughs> And, um, like, he was talking mad about my dad last night. Please, no cursing, no cursing, no no cursing. He was talking mad ish about your dad. Go ahead. Talking mad stuff about my dad, how my dad tied his dreads back on his head, a whole bunch of stuff. So I told him his (laughs) was small. (laughs) I told him his was small. He got mad and he just, you know, started fighting after that. You think I was wrong? Yes, Yes, you were. That's irreparable damage. You can't tell your man his penis little. His is not small. He knows it's not small, but I just said something to shut him up. Nah, man. You hurt my feelings. Like, and, and, now, and now you can't renege on that. You can't come back and tell me my penis is big today. Yeah, you can't penis shame him. Damn. How many inches is he? <laughs> wow, Charlemagne. <laughs> I'm asking a serious question. I'm trying, how, how many inches is he? He's trying to hide. No. It, I, I don't know the inches, but it, it, it's, it's good. Well, you should measure it, and then you should uh, Google the average penis size in whatever area you are. Uh, you know, probably America. And just be like, look, you're bigger than average. I was just joking. And now every time you guys have sex, he's going to think about how it's not big enough for you, how he's not pleasing you. But now you got to moan all loud and crazy for no damn reason, putting on an act. <laughs> We're going to use those voices. Do you guys have any advice for me? <laughs> Go yes. apologize. Tell him you was you was lying. Yeah, tell him you was joking. And you were just trying to hurt his feelings. Yeah, That's there's all. nothing you could do but tell the truth and apologize and say that you were wrong. How long y'all been together? Five years. Oh, yeah, yeah. He knows his penis not little. Charlamagne means all over your your boyfriend's penis, but have a good one. We're having a conversation about his penis size. Thank you. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, if that's what you're into, you want to know that man's size and all that. Henry! Hey, how you doing? What's up, Henry? Oh, man, what's going on, man? All right. Henry, you black or white, Henry? I'm 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 black all the way, buddy. Black. All right. All the way. You never heard of black southern man before? No. But Henry, go ahead, man. Get it off your chest. Yeah. Hey, so what's not what's going on, man? I'm a I'm a I'm a professional electrician. Been one thirty years. There you go. I, I love that. With, I I agree with everything Donald Trump says. Okay, I made I came from nothing and made myself a multi-millionaire in state of Illinois. I was one time the largest black contractor in the state. Okay. I agree with Donald Trump one hundred percent. If what? you don't like this country, ride out. I love my nation. I'll be 55 years old next month. But I you, love the United States. But you know, in this country, we, we're still able to challenge authority, right? And that's all he got to say, Yee. Okay. <laughs> all right, that's all he got to say. That's all he said. All right, don't out. make him tell you to stay in your place, woman. All right? That is great. That's all, oh all, that's all he got to say. God damn it. All right, Henry. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Sandra. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest, mama. Hey, I want to know, get it off my chest, why in the workplace do 
African-American women have it so hard. You know, women, we're just not respected. If a white woman would come and say, hey, do this, you know, other African-American women, they're quick to jump on it. As soon as I say, hey, do this, it's a problem, you know? So I want to say, hey, stop being so harsh on African-American women. Give us a chance. Yes. Okay. All right, I'm Mom. with you. Hello, who's this? On <laughs> Damn. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Envy. What's up, bro? Envy. Oh, man, just another one. Just another one like the other one, man. Uh, blessed this morning. Just want to spread some positivity. That's it. That's all. Okay. All right, we'll uh, take it. California. We need it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm in California. So, no, I'm up early. The motherfucker get here, man. Oh, excuse my language. I'm okay. up early, though. Uh, yeah, I just want to spread some love. Uh, you know, you know, uh, this thing kind of, uh, you know how you be in a relationship and you got a, a bad sister-in-law, sister-in-law that you just don't get along with? Mm. It happens. Uh, it happened. So, yeah, right now, me and my sister-in-law, we kind of better now. Over the years, you know, we went through some tough times. We lost, you know, we lost, uh, you know, my father-in-law, my son's mom, her sister. He got to a car accident, lost her arm. And, uh, Ooh, that's it's not tough, easy. But it brought us together. It brought us together. And uh, we're a little bit better now. We're not best friends. We're not like, you know, but like she told me happy Father's Day. Out of everybody that told me that, she was like the person I was least expecting that from. I mean, the only and, reason you really got to be cool with your sister-in-law is because that's your woman's sister, your wife's sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really don't, don't matter. To. You don't have to, though. You know what I'm saying? It started off with, this was like rocking to the point where, you know, they were getting in fights over me when we first got together. That's mm. how bad it is. Well, I'm glad it's getting better. I mean, oh, it's better. You know, so I just want to spread some love. She got, like, a little company, and I want to, like, help her out a little bit because I know she was, like, going through some stuff. So I want to help her out with that and, uh, you know, bring some, like, light to that. It's well, you better do it. X-O, it's XO where? Those. XO where on Instagram. It's uh, Organic Baby Cloth. She, uh, They've been in the business for a while. I think they was having a rough time. So if everybody can get to that, Zoware, XOware on Instagram, you know, give them a follow, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, help them out, support. And uh, that's what I want to do for her, you know, and I'm not going to tell her I did it. I just, okay, just that's nice of you. Love. Yeah, thank you guys. Hey, and then, Angela, I know somebody from San Francisco that know your name, Monica. She's a little Asian girl. I know it's probably a city <laughs> of but she knows you, and I met her because I drive the lift, and she knows you. And Charlamagne, you be giving me in trouble talking about white people all the goddamn time. Hey, Monica. Why do I be? I don't. I don't talk about white people all the time. I talk about yeah, white. You don't people. talk about. Well, you talk about mayonnaise. When you talk about mayonnaise, I tell them. I, I tell them how it is too. I say I call them. I like. I told them. I like Cool Whip, but you know. My goodness. Have a good one, sir. Have a good one, sir. We need more Cool Whip, less oh, mayonnaise. You know what I'm saying? And by the way, oh, I just had this conversation with Steve, our cameraman. He's white. You know, I don't have a problem with white people. I have a problem with white supremacists and bigots. And you know what Steve said? What? Me too. And that's the way it should be. Did you say that, Steve? I don't believe him. Steve said yes. All right. Get it <laughs> off your so chest. What, Steve, you, you're afraid to admit it, huh? You don't want to you don't want to upset your base? You have a base, Steve? <laughs> 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 All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, let's talk about Black China. You know, her reality show. She was up here filming for her show that's going to be on the Zeus Network. Well, now there's some issues, and we'll tell you who refuses to film anymore with her. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God, we are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Tracy Morgan. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Now, NV, I noticed hurts her heart when Tracy Morgan got into that car accident with his Bugatti, mm-hmm. but it's now fixed. Okay, they said the repairs are going to be more than thirty-two thousand dollars, and that car is worth two million dollars. Is it still worth that? No, 
the value goes down once you, once you get into an accident. It's called depreciation. And the reason it sucks so bad is is if it hits the Carfax, people just don't want to buy it. It could be the smallest thing. It could be a scratch. It could be a blown tire that messed up the wheel well. But once it hits that Carfax, that car is no longer worth what the value is. Bugattis get Carfaxes? Anything in Carfax when you report it to insurance. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so in her insurance, I guess if it was her fault, which it looked like it was, would have had to pay for that, right? It, it doesn't matter. As long as it's on the Carfax, it could be her fault. It could be a minor ding. It could be anything. Once it's on that Carfax, ding. the value of that car goes down, which sucks. That's that's why people get so mad when you hit one of those exclusive or exotic cars. Is, you know, it kind of ruins the value. I well, thank God I don't have those kind of vices. I don't knock nobody for what they spend their money on. But what the hell is the reason to buy a $2 million car? Enjoy it. It's a lot to enjoy. enjoy. It to do what? Do I guess when you want a different, like if you have that much money, maybe it's not as much to him as it would be to us. That's one thing I enjoy. I enjoy my cars. Every morning I drive a car, I enjoy it, I turn the radio off, and I just cruise, and that's my way of, of meditating, of relaxing, of just chilling. She, the car should drive you. The car should drive you, give you a massage, and let you just be able to go to sleep, and you just wake up at work. I feel the same way about the subway. What? It relaxes you? Yeah. All right. FYI, don't Tesla's drive themselves? What's the car that drives themselves? Tesla. The Tesla drives itself. So shouldn't them $2 million cars be able to drive themselves at this point? <laughs> well, you know, Tesla still gets into accidents every once in a while. I didn't ask you that. I said, shouldn't those $2 million no, cars be able to drive themselves? No, but that's part of having the car. It's driving. It's the speed. It's 0 to 60 in 2.2 seconds. It's the luxury. It's how smooth it drives. It's the way that it shifts gears. The way that it hits turns. That's, you know. Okay. I just got excited right there, you know? Hey. Yeah, yeah, we see. Sorry. All right. Well, Patty LaBelle. Dancing. I know. <laughs> she is starting more with her huge frozen foods empire. Now, if you guys remember, Stratus is one of the partners at Brooklyn Chop House. He actually started this frozen dumplings line with her. They have French onion soup, pastrami, lamb gyro, and bacon cheeseburger dumplings too. at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Well, now she has another line of frozen soul food that's going to be at Walmart as well. She's nah. killing it on the food front. Yeah. So she said, coming soon to a Walmart near you, you'll have my savory foods. There'll be mm-hmm. nine skews. It'll be like macaroni and cheese. It's greens. It's brisket. It's frozen chicken. Though? Biscuits. Mm-mm. And other things as well. No, I'm cool on that. Like, you can't reheat soul food. You know what I'm saying? I don't want frozen soul food. The whole thing about soul food is the fact that it comes fresh out of the kitchen. It's hot. It's warm. It just came from somebody's soul. Like, I don't want you to take your soul, freeze it, then have me reheat it and but, give it back to me. Nah, I'm but, cool on but, that. But late nights, you know, you, you put, a, you put no. a pizza in that oven. Why not put some soul food in there? And if you're in college, that's well, the perfect college, time to be in the... the soul food? Huh? Are you comparing pizza to soul food? I'm saying late night when you're hungry, I would rather Hell soul no. food over some pizza or some microwave dinners. At the end of the day, it's about convenience, right? If you're in school, if you're at home that's and you're starving, in school. Just maybe you just smoked a little weed and you're hungry Mm-mm. and pop that Patty LaBelle soul food in the oven. Mm. Or in the microwave. I like the thought good. of popping Patty LaBelle late at night, but not the soul food. <laughs> Did you get in you, trouble for that yeah. before? Y'all, I'm not even, y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. What you, you talking about? What you talking about? What you mean popping Patty LaBelle? Why y'all mind always in the gutter? But what, what you mean? It's, I mean popping Patty's soul food in the oven. That's not what you said. <laughs> That's not what you y'all said. So, y'all, you said I'm not worried, really I'm not worried about the food. Y'all really need to get your mind You said I like the idea of popping Patty LaBelle, but not the soul food. That's what you said. I said late at night because y'all were just talking about eating soul food late at night. Get your mind out the gutter. I see Patty LaBelle on the flight. We about to get it. We going through the airport, and I didn't speak because I was like, Charlotte may be saying some foul stuff, so I'm just not going to speak. Patty's my girl. I love Patty. Dropping the clues bombs with Patty. Did her son check okay. you a couple times? That was 20 years ago. <laughs> Knock it off. And it ain't my fault your mama fine. <laughs> All right, now, TLC. <laughs> Unfortunately, they've had some incidents. You know, they've been performing, and Chili said, it breaks my heart to tell our fans that we have to cancel our performance. They, she lost her voice, right? So her doctor has her on a strict voice rest. So, if you're supposed to see TLC tonight, just know that they have been replaced by In Vogue. Uh, who, by the way, I love as well. So. No. 
You don't love what in you Vogue? Mean, no. I love in Vogue, but if I pay to see TLC, you can't just give me in Vogue. That's not even the same yeah, blame. I'm not going for it. That's like, not a foul. You can't do that. But like, TLC, I'm buying my ticket. But like, no more TLC. That's not a bad we replacement, though. I mean, I'm here to dance to What About Your Friends and Waterfalls and Creep and Red Light on. Special. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of. But crazy. what are you supposed to do? Chili lost her voice. She's on voice rest. They made an effort. They replaced them with In Vogue, and Vogue is a dope group too. Yeah, I but mean, if you say t- if you say maybe maybe FWV, FWV, even though I think FWV no, got a better catalog. I paid for TLC. You can't just put yeah, somebody. You can't in. just get me In Vogue. Well, unfortunately, right. someone lost their voice. All right, so cancel the show. So get my money it back. It is canceled, but they, they have to keep the show going. Get my money back. Cancel the show. They they didn't tell J Lo when she couldn't perform for the blackout. We gonna give you Rita Ora on Monday. Well, they, they got J Lo. Guess what? Back. No one could perform because there was a blackout. Well, well I want Jayla. I don't want Rita Ora. Re, re, All right, now let's talk about Black China's back. mom. Black China's mom, Tokyo Tony, has announced that she will no longer be on Black China's The Real Black China reality show. Is it out? Yes, it's have available it? now on Zeus Network. I don't have Zeus Network. Where so can, that's how you can see Zeus? it. But there's there's clips available, and we have some of that for you. Okay. Get me the f*** out of here, Wasi. I'm going to f*** home right now. Get me the f- never see your f-ing grandkids. This get is what I'm doing. I'm going home right now. Her mom is outside of the gate acting a fool. You're a piece of sh- to me. To do that sh- to me. Can you get my flight together? I'm ready. She's evil as sh- to me. I can't f- with her no more. That's it. She can kill herself, whatever. I don't give a f-. I'm done. Oh, God. Now, she posted, I will not be appearing on The Real Black China next season. Unfortunately, I lost business due to the clippings that they put out. One, I wanted to do this advocacy work with a check in my hand about suicide, but I will not be able to do that due to the clip that Zeus put out saying you can kill yourself. I don't care. Although that's not what that means because in D.C. that's just some ish we say. Although I tried to get out of it by letting them know others speak the same slang, whereas they were not going for it due to the content of what I was doing. I had all intentions on using that money to benefit me in my life. Now I have to start from scratch due to the efforts of others. So she said, continue to watch Zeus and the show. It's going to be great with or without me. I don't care if you comment below you did on her page because you were asked. That was a bad effing idea on their part to tell people to do that. Every single scene shows me as a bad person, but yet I'm doing positive things and this is just a show. All reality show promos sound exactly the same. A whole bunch of yelling and screaming about nothing. Curse Curse words being bleeped. Dramatic sound effects and dramatic music. Somebody going to scream, get me out of here. Somebody else going to scream, F y'all. Well, here's more of Tokyo Tony oh, on <laughs> The Real Black China. You got problems. You know what you, you need? need? a therapist. Be a real one for one minute. Why? It's you. Okay, what my It's you. It's f-ing you. Really? It's you. Okay, come on. It's f-ing you. You're the problem. Get in my face. Nobody took care of your ass but me. You better keep your mind hands on my face. Five days. Don't touch me no more. Keep playing with me. All right, bye. Do it again, bitch. I'm going to you my house. Bye, bitch. Bye. I'm gone. Damn. See, a whole, somebody always going to say some version of get me out of here. I'm gone. A whole bunch of screaming and cursing about nothing, the dramatic music. The, the reality show promos all sound the same. That's her mama, though. She said, if your fans think I'm bad, what do you think other people will think or be persuaded to think? Thanks for nothing. Have a great life, Black China, the Zeus Network. So, I all guess right. that's it. Okay. Season two minus Ooh. Tokyo Ooh. Tony. I just want to know what the connection is to Asia. Like, why is it Tokyo? Why is it China? Why? I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Maybe they've been there before. Maybe they like it. Maybe they enjoy it. Highly doubt it. <laughs> that what? They've been they there? both sound like they just got passports. <laughs> you stupid, man. They do. <laughs> you are stupid. All right.
Thank you for those rumors. Uh, yeah, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, let's talk about Donald Trump and those tweets. We'll tell you what else he has to say about it, and we'll tell you what Ilhan Omar had to say because one of those tweets was certainly directed at her. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, let's talk about Donald Trump. Now, if you guys need a refresher, he tweeted out, so interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, most corrupt and inept anywhere in the world if they even have a functioning government at all, now loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? Only issue is three out of four of the women that he was addressing actually came from here, the United States. And uh, he is still standing behind those remarks. Here's what Donald Trump had to say at the lawn of the White House. I didn't mention names, and uh, I didn't do that. But I will tell you, if you're not happy here, then you can leave. As far as I'm concerned, if you hate our country, if you're not happy here, you can leave. That's what I said in a tweet, which I guess some people think is controversial. A lot of people love it, by the way. Come back if you want. Don't come back. It's okay, too. Man, his messaging is incredible, though, because his bars are are very simple, but they're very effective. You hate America, leave. All that does is rile up his base because they understand that language. All right. Well, here are the congresswomen responding. They actually had a press conference, and these are the four women that he, or four representatives that he was uh, pretty much addressing, even though he, quote, didn't name names, including Ayanna Presley. Here's what she said. We are grateful for your solidarity, your encouragement, and your support in the face of the most recent xenophobic, bigoted remarks from the occupant of our White House. That being said, I encourage the American people and all of us in this room and beyond to not take the bait. This is a disruptive distraction from the issues of care, concern, and consequence to the American people. Now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez also was at that press conference because he was targeting her as well, and here's how she responded. This president does not know how to defend his policies, so what he does is attack us personally. He tells us that I should go back to the great borough of the Bronx and make it better. And that's what I'm here to do. (laughs) And also Congresswoman Ilhan Omar had this to say about Donald Trump and his tweets. This is a president who has said, grab women by the This is a president who's called black athletes sons of bitches. This is a president who has called people who come from black and brown countries holes. This is a president who has equated neo-Nazis with those who protest against them in Charlottesville. This is a president who has openly violated the very value our country aspires to uphold. Uh, Once again, calling Trump racist is not a hot take. Calling him racist is not a deal breaker in the court of public opinion, but calling him a traitor is. Calling him a criminal is. The president has committed crimes, crimes he should be impeached for, and if we don't start the impeachment proceedings, then we are setting a precedent that this behavior by the head of state is acceptable. 
All right, so we will keep you updated on that. Now, for Victoria's Secret, they're saying that time might be running out because company sales have been going down for quite some time. It always seems like it's packed. Every time I pass, I walk through the mall, I pass that store. It always seems like it's packed, though. Well, they're saying that uh, they are struggling to adapt because of the whole sexy way that they advertise their models and this whole Me Too era. And Uh a lot of people are also going for... Uh, rivals like Third Love, Lively, and American Eagle Outfitters owns Aerie instead of Victoria's Secret because they're actually pitching inclusiveness and comfort over sex appeal. So those brands are doing like custom bras and making it more not just about being sexy, but about being, uh, I guess, uh, usable and comfortable. Well, Victoria's Secret had damn near monopoly the, the last, what, 20 years, it seems like. it is. That's the only place where anybody really got bras and stuff, right? Yeah, it was just easy and accessible. And well, uh, What does the Me Too movement got to do with underwear? Well, I guess the way that they promote with the models is very sexy and a lot of sex it's appeal with them. underwear. If you are doing underwear commercials, it's going to be women walking around in their panties and bras. That, it's, it's, it's an underwear commercial. Yeah, I guess it's a difference between, like, the lacy push-up bras and the ones that are just comfortable, cotton. Uh, It's underwear. (laughs) What are we talking about? If people are choosing to advertise underwear, that's their business. If you want to be an underwear model, that's your business. You made a choice. Like, why? what does the Me Too movement have to do with it? Well, all I can tell you is that sales are definitely down, and they're struggling. Maybe because it's too expensive. And I can go buy some other underwear from Fredericks or Hollywood or something that's that's more affordable. In Victoria's Secret. That, Victoria's Secret isn't that. that expensive. They have sales all the time. They do have, they have sales all, all the time. But a lot of them other places that you, you name were, were way were, were less well, expensive. Where else do you buy women's underwear from? I know Frederick's said, Hollywood. Who else? Um, she just said American Eagle. I know that's a lot cheaper than Victoria's Secret. Well, no, Secret. no. It's a company that American Eagle owns called Aerie. So that's and a lot of people buy their underwear there, and a lot of people do their love because it's like custom bras. That Why you can, are you having a conversation about women's lingerie and, and underwear with me and Charlamagne? Why are you? Why even, not? Why? Who else would we have a conversation with? Everybody knows Victoria's Secret. No, I mean, what you she asking you? Like, were you? And I asked her, "Where else do you buy women's underwear from?" Yeah, I mean, Macy's, listen, J.C. Penny. I do. Why are you answering for her? <laughs> you know what? Y'all talk amongst yourselves. Exactly. What's wrong with this guy? Where do you get your underwear from, Charlamagne? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, who got the most affordable women's underwear? I, I like when Victoria's Secret has their sales. Okay. When they have their sales, their they got sales, sales are incredible. All the time. Yeah. And you can buy like five pairs of underwear for $20. All in the bed, though, is mix and match, and really though. You got to pick through them and see and what so your size And so I do end up doing that because at least I know that stuff fits. But. I also might go to a Bloomingdale's to buy underwear. I might go, you know, there's a lot yeah. of different places. I, I, I would though. like to see who's, have the sales. Who, whose business is booming with women's underwear. And I mm-hmm. bet you it's because it's more affordable than Victoria's Secret. Dong yeah. booty shots. It's hard for me to Shut buy up. stuff there unless there's a sale. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But they do have sales a lot. And they do have a lot of coupons. So the more you shop there, they always give you coupons like, next time you come in, get a free pair of this or get half off of that. So they do have <laughs> a lot so of intrigued. sales and a Look lot of ways to bring you back in. So he's going to it. buy some underwear today. No, nah, I'm just looking at the business aspect of it. I like the uh, when you see you know brands like Victoria's Secret that have been so popular for so long losing money. I want to know why. Mm-hmm. That's the business aspect, right? So. And people have to adapt too. Like they have to adapt to what people are more interested in. And I do know that sometimes depending on your size, like if you have really large breasts, it's hard to find your size in Victoria's Secret. So mm-hmm. sometimes those bras are really expensive. Not that I know anything about that, just from other people talking about it. So <laughs> they have to go and get like custom. <laughs> you know, other ones that are really expensive. Got you. That's it. All right, well, that is your front page news. Wow. Had a two-minute conversation about Victoria's Secret. All right. All right, (laughs) up next, Big Crit will be joining us. That's right. He's got a great album out right now called Crit Is Here. He's one of the most consistent artists out here. At least he has been for the past decade or so. Yeah, so we're going to kick it with Big Crit when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Hey. Big Crit. Big What's Crit. Happening? What's Welcome happening, back. man? New album out right now. Yes, sir. Crit is here, man. Crit is here. Yo. Now, when you make an album, you oh. put it out, what do you, what do you hope to accomplish? Man, that's that's the that's the hardest part I think is putting it out. I mean, because at the end of the day, when I remember when I first started making music, I just wanted people to hear it. Mm -hmm. So actually getting to that point where you finalize it, you got the rollout, your team, everybody's behind the music, and you put it out like that's when everything else is like just blessings. Yeah. Because I went from people didn't even think that I was gonna sell, then it sold. Mm -hmm. So at this point, it's like man, as long as we can get the project out, and I know that it's gonna be jamming, then that's that's the beginning of it all. Now you play for the team you own. You're you're totally yes. independent. Multi-alumni, man. Believe that, though. Now, now, can you feel the difference of, of before when you were on Def Jam and you had that, that machine behind you, or...? Man, I was on Times Square with this album. I ain't never been on Times Square before. <laughs> Shout out to my team. your first indie project, though, right? Uh, no, nah, I did Forever's in my long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. years ago. Yeah, the second one. But mm -hmm. this is this one is totally different because that was our first time like really going out there. Figuring and, it out. Yeah, figuring it out. You know what I'm saying? We still distro uh, through BMG, but... This time it was like, oh no, we had to figure it out. Let's talk about these guest appearances. So you have Sweetie and Lil Wayne yep. together on the first single. Yeah. So tell me how that even came about. Well, shout out to Wayne, man, because I obviously the OG and the legend, and I think it's one of those situations where my manager Dutch was in the right place at the right time and being able to link with his manager, and then going from that being able to actually get the feature. So Wayne sent me an A plus verse real quick, you right. know. Rico Lowe was in the studio with Sweetie at the time. And, you know, Rico co-executive produced the album with my manager. And so he was able to get Sweetie on the record while she was in the midst of working on her stuff. Mm -hmm. And then now you got this form like Voltron kind of record. Um, sonically, I really decided to do challenge myself this album. I only produced one record on the album, which wow. is new for me. Y'all know I'm yeah, trying to... hard for you. Man, what? I'm trying to produce all of <laughs> Everything. it. You know? yeah, yeah, I'm doing one I, song, I, I, man. I got your Why'd numbers you in. That? It says that you have produced 71.1% of all your records. Yes. That's and 70.8% of them you produced alone. Hey, let's go. <laughs> what made, what, made, what, made, you, what made you choose to do that on this? Getting out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It was important. Uh, I literally was on stage. Rico Love has a music conference he does every year. I was mm -hmm. on stage. It was me. Oh, Emma, you've done that a couple times. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, yeah. It was, so it was me, him, and Mace on stage, right? And in front of 500 people, Rico challenged me. Like, hey, man, I feel like you're doing your supporters a disservice by not trying to make bigger music because they know where you're supposed to be. But he said you felt like you're just in your comfort zone, in your pocket, and you just stand there. Mm -hmm. And at that point, he was, like, he was like, man, look, let me come in, let me help work on the album. And from there, it, w it was on and popping. Like, yeah. I was up for the challenge. I wanted to ask you about the, you know, why'd you got Rico to executive produce your album, but, but did you do that because you want to, like, craft, I guess, radio records? I wanted to make bigger records for myself. Mm -hmm. Whether it's not even really about radio, but it's, what we call it now is high-end country <laughs> Word, right, 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 you know what I'm saying? People right. like, you know, it's just the prestige mm -hmm. and being Southern, you know what I'm saying? And like throwing that glow and that gloss on it now. It's different to be country now, though. Country now is a global sound. Back oh, in the day, country okay. wasn't a global sound. You think, I think being Southern is a global sound. Being country. Break it down, what's the difference? I mean, Mississippi and then okay. being from Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Atlanta yeah. would be more considered Southern. Yeah, but, Mississippi they, but that's the country. Sound. Everybody tries to sound like Atlanta artists nowadays. Yeah, it was, well, it's more to me, it's more Southern. Mm -hmm. Country is like a totally different experience. That's when they be like, man, how it feels to see buildings. <laughs> that's when they get asking you yeah, questions yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> Why don't you and Cole just make an album? Hey, man, that's that's reaching out to the homie, man. I would be down to do that. Y'all did the record Prove It. Who are you, who are you talking to? I mean, you got to take care of yours, man. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, the way society is now, man, somebody run down on you and take your life just like that. So it's the idea of actually being aware of what society is, man, and, you know, just want to come home with your family. Cole was able to really round it 
in a way where how people support us musically out in this world, kind of giving back to the, the supporters, you know, mm -hmm. and him talking about Felicia, which was his first that fan. That was phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's people out here that supporting us every day, whether we know it or not. When we in the studio trying to get the rhymes right, they out here like street team because those things don't exist no more. Telling people like, yo, you got to hear this song. This song got me through something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that just gave it more of a round perspective. Did you write that after Nip Nipsey passed? No, Prove It came before that. Okay, okay. The okay. second verse of Believe was after Nipsey passed. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I, originally, Nipsey was supposed to get on the record Believe. And then literally the day I'm playing the record for somebody, that happened. God, and I kind of fell back from social media and everything. Because for me, it's like, man, it, it, it the realization that, man, you think, like, tomorrow is promise. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, it's all good, man. We're going to make this happen. And then it's not. Man, and there's so many different, so much information that comes with a tragedy like that. And so I was just good on it. And I couldn't think of anybody else to put on the song, man. So I just finished it myself. Now, what do your peers like Cole say to you? Because they've achieved this mm -hmm. massive, massive success. What do they say to you to, to offer help? I mean, well, if you go back, there's some footage of, uh, around 2012, Cole did, you know, telling people that Life in the Underground was coming out, you know, and all those things. And I remember being on a tour bus and I played it out for Cole, and he was like, look, man, you, you killing it because you produced the whole album. But he was like, I'm going to tell you something, you definitely want to get in with other producers mm -hmm. on the next one. I start working with other producers, being around other producers, because it's going to elevate your sound. And even if you don't produce it, they're going to give you something you wouldn't have made for yourself. He, he, took, his, he took his own advice. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? But me, I'm like, man, I feel you, bro, but I'll be jamming. Like, I'm doing all yeah, mine. Right, right. Cool. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. over, over time, it's like you can get caught up in this box with that drum pattern. Your, your, the musicality is going to always be the same. People are like, man, I can't wait for you to work with other people. I did Catalatica, and then upon doing this album, I was like, I get what he's talking about now. Because mm -hmm. I'm in the studio, and the pressure of making the beat is just not on my shoulders. And all the producers want to play the most jamming stuff they got. And now I get to just be free creatively to write. And now I'm more productive. There's more songs to choose from. And my team is like, see, that fits better here. And now we can go get this feature. Right. I'm not locked in like, nah, this is mine. I'm going to feature who I want on it. Nah, it's a collective effort. So, so, so if I was to ask you, you know, why has it been such a fight for you to gain that respect, you would say it's your fault. Yeah. I would say to some degree musically, but yeah, then you yeah. got Geography Lottery. That plays a part. Break I mean, that down. I knew about Compton before I ever went to California. Mm. Via movies, I, mm. I was terrified you, in New York you, growing you. up. Law and Order SVU, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this and I'm like, man, I'm Lord, SVU. When you think man, Mississippi, man, you think like, Mississippi man, burning. Man, exactly. Yeah, and then yeah, everybody yeah. like, hell no, nah, because we yeah. not, you know. And then the population thing too, man. Like you can fit everybody in my city in Phipps Arena. You know what I'm saying in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Like that's when you talk about trying to sell an album based off of where you're from. The numbers are never gonna match up if you're from Manhattan. So for me, it was going to be that music in the trunk, go from Mississippi to Alabama to Atlanta, mm -hmm. have to fly to New York, then go to L.A. You know, and that's why I made that song, Miss Georgia Fournier. It's almost me telling Mississippi, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I got to leave in order to make this pop. Gotcha. Does Big Crit have to have J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar level of success to feel good about himself, no, his career? No, but I think it's my brand and what I, what I do and the support, people know that I belong there. Mm -hmm. And so I've been down, I'm going to get there. Because I think about somebody like Nipsey, and he didn't know he was having the impact he was having, but when he passed, you see how much he meant to yeah. people, you know? So you think that you're having that same impact with your music? I mean, Lord willing, but my, my rap name is King Remember the Time, so technically I'm not supposed to be here to see where my impact is anyway. Mm. I'm supposed to always be trying to do more 
get to a certain point, but I'm not going to be able to see it because it's a gradual thing always. But introduce the record, man. What you want to hear, Chris? Hey, Play. man. No, I think we should go with addiction. Addiction. I, that's what, I mean, that's I what think I was going to say. Addiction. Addiction. Yeah, because it's a time and place for everything. Yeah. We on the radio. I do think. I have to do like the traditional yeah, drop and yeah. Yeah. Get your addiction challenge going, too. Okay. Hey, what's happening? She country cousin, Big Creek, Third Call Rebels. going to check out my new single, Addiction, featuring Lil Wayne and Sweetie, and get your addiction challenge on. You feel me? Hey. All right, we got more with Big Crit when we come back. Matter of fact, let's get into a joint off the album. It's called Addiction. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Big Crit with Addiction featuring Saweetie and Lil Wayne. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Big Crit. Yee. I saw you had a nice sit down with your father as well. Yeah. What made you decide to do that? Because it was nice to see that side of you. We know you always talk about your dad. Yeah. Rich dad, poor dad, and mm-hmm. everything that he's done for you, which is nice to hear. Yeah. Um, so what made you say, let's have this sit down and put it out there for everybody? I mean, well, I, again, this goes back to my team. We have conversations about all the things I want to do, especially like the interactions I have with my father. So it's about bringing those things to life. I'm, like, not the person I always want to record my personal, like, experiences mm-hmm. with my, my people, right? But it was like, this was the perfect time because I know a lot of people might not have a real positive like a uh, relationship with their fathers or their fathers might not be around at all mm-hmm. or they might have wanted to have a certain conversation with their father that they weren't able to. And so being able to sit down for 30 minutes and talk to my dad about the competitive nature he gave me and how it was great and then it kind of went bad and then I needed him to kind of help me fix that mentality oh, and talk about anxiety and depression oh. and what he had to go through raising us and how we might have viewed him once he wasn't in the house and what that meant and working a job that he hated. And just being able to unload all that on camera. And this is his first time in L.A. too. So it's just all mind-blowing. He's seeing how we moving. I mean, it was it was amazing for me to just be able to chop it up with him on that, that, that scale, that stage. What's your relationship with him? Oh, that's my that's my best friend. That's my best friend for real. Are these conversations you guys had off camera before this, or was this the first time you really got that deep into it? No, I mean, if we had the conversation because I was going through it in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I literally, I was a, there was a, a time where I really could have went hard because a certain song came out, and I had to call him, like, Pops, I'm not really mad anymore. And it was like, man, well, what's wrong? He's like, man, you know, hip-hop makes you, I'm in a position where I could really go on some aggressive rapping, freestyle stuff. But I was like, man, I'm not angry. He was like, well, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, but I mean, it's a part of the competitive nature. Like, you told me compete. He's like, man, I was like, then I was like, man, just tell me I don't got to compete anymore. And he just broke it down. You know, like, man, don't, you ain't got to compete. How do you break it down? What do you mean don't compete? Yeah. He was like, man, you, you've done, in my eyes, you've done you've more than I ever expected you to do. This is not even baseball. This is music. Like, I, it started with baseball. And then it became this thing where I just used that mentality of I got to be great. I got to hit a home run. Got to get on base with music. And so every time I fall off or the album wouldn't do well, I revert back to like, Pops, I failed. You know, but his mentality, like, man, Jay, you good. But he don't. He didn't have the knowledge about music to understand. He's just like, man, you on. Like, you made it. I see your album being sold. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm like, man, but I didn't get the award. And so being able to have him tell me, Jay, you ain't got to compete no more. You ain't got to be angry. Man, I'm proud of you. That's all I needed. Like, man, you know? let's talk about this because I was just crying about this in therapy, right? Because, yeah. men, we got the weirdest dynamics with our father because it's times mm. that I love my pops, times that I hate him, but mm. then the times that I hate him, I'm realizing he he did the best he could yeah, but what with he, the information yeah. he had. Mm-hmm. So did you have feelings like that to your uh, pops? Yeah, I mean, because my, my, I realize my pops don't know what to tell me. He just be like, okay. Okay, Jay. Okay. And then that be by the 20th, okay. I'm like, all right, man, I'm going to call you back, man. I don't, you ain't got no words for me right now. But that goes back to the competitive <laughs> nature, right? Because, like, as men, we're not taught to love and, and, and show just, people that we love and value you go them. Get, like, yeah. Your pops is like, go out there and get it. 
Go hit a home run. I don't hear all that home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, that that dynamic was passed down to him, and so that was just the best way of himself commute. That's how he communicated the his positivity or his like, man, we grind, just grind. No matter what, you better just go get it, go get it. But I mean, cause he's living that same life outside of seeing me play baseball. He gotta wake up every day, go to a job he don't want to go to. Mm -hmm. So he's looking at my life like, man, I wish I still was on that field playing. So I'm not really hearing what you're talking about, cause I really don't like the job I'm going to. You know what else gotcha. the difference is? Our parents' generation, our fathers, they was just trying to survive. To the Meaning, max. like they yeah. was just trying to survive, keep mm -hmm. food on the table, keep a roof over their head. We're the generation that got a chance to actually heal and yeah. deal with that trauma. Yeah. Like my father told me over the holidays that he went to therapy and, mm. you know, he was on 10 to 12 different medications. He tried to commit suicide. Mm. Like, I didn't know all of that. But when he told me all of that, it made me look at yeah. the way we came up in a different way. Yeah, I mean, but he probably would. If he would told you that when you was a teenager or something like that, you probably wouldn't be able to comprehend it. Yeah, now yeah, you yeah, can exactly. comprehend therapy exactly. and stuff like that. Everybody's talking about it, but back in the day, it's like, man, you going to go to a shrink? You like, crazy. You crazy, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm really dealing with something that's causing me to disassociate. And I'm talking to you right now, but I'm really not talking to you. Word. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like way back here. <laughs> this is all just verbatim stuff I heard the other day that I'm just supposed to say. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, man, but being able to unlock those things, it, people walk up to me and they, you know, I'm able to have a further conversation with young fathers that like, man, they help me understand maybe I shouldn't rear my child this kind of way. Maybe I should be more honest about how I'm feeling in the moment. But so. I would also say this, you know, talk about, you know, parents, I'm thinking about my dad now. You think about some of the things that they've said and, they, and that they did, they did it so the world wouldn't take you away. Mm. So the world wouldn't attack you. Yeah. I think about it, you know, when you fall on your floor and your pops tell you, yo, get up, don't cry. You don't cry. You never let nobody see you cry. Mm -hmm. They do that because... Preparing uh, us for what's going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not only because they don't want you to show emotion, it's because they don't want the world to see you that way and the world to think take you yeah. this week, you know? I mean, well, the grand scheme of things where you didn't got that one parent that'll tell you, well, it's okay to show your emotions sometimes. Boom, 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 you got that balance. I mean, everybody had that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You, you, mom is just that one. Man, don't be crying. You gonna mm -hmm. get that from your your dad, your mama, your grandparents. Yeah. yeah. Because they all been in a position where they were, they had to work, they had to grind. Mm -hmm. Their parents probably didn't stay together either. Wasn't no time for tears. You know, right. <laughs> that's yeah. just all it really boiled down to. You know. Now, what do you do for self care? Ah oh, man, I meditate. I, I I talk it out with my friends and my family sometimes. I still go to therapy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I put it in my music now. Or right. random conversations with people. You'd be surprised how many people, the strangers in your life, will come up to you and give you some positivity. You just got to be willing to embrace it. Now, with the therapy thing, too, it's interesting. When you start having those conversations, mm -hmm. like when you start talking about going to therapy, meditating, mm -hmm. you realize it's a whole village of people doing the same exact thing, and that yeah. gives you a different level of strength. Again, if you were able to and your parents were aware that that would be helpful for you, then you probably went. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had counselors in school, but you didn't want to talk to them. Man, you know what I'm saying? Counselors ain't do shit. <laughs> I want to talk to the hill because he's like, man, you know my mom and my pops. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it's, I'm just glad people are actually having these conversations now, and it's like an open conversation. Mm -hmm. One last question I wanted to ask you about Jermaine Dupri's comments about women mm -hmm. rappers and how they all mm -hmm. are like strippers rapping. Mm -hmm. What did you think about what he said mm -hmm. about women rappers? That's interesting. I, I mean, I'd have been in the studio with Rhapsody looking at my, my mm -hmm. bars like, you ain't fucking kill me on this record. So rap been smashing. Obviously, you got T.R. Wack that's been killing. And then I think about music in general. Like, me as a hip-hop artist, I've made strip club records. I've made aggressive songs. I've made songs about cars. The, the freedom of being able to write a song is about whatever you want to write about. So I can't really judge somebody because they might. this song might pop off. If you didn't listen to the entire album, right. you might miss the 
the the, right. the 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 social commentary of the album. You might miss the album, the part where they talking about their parents or their friends or the struggles. Like you can't really base off of the single. I think you definitely got to hear the album, but. You know, people like to have fun. People like to party. The club is the club. You go to the club to hear a certain kind of vibe. So it's just music, man. I can't. I know these women snapping because Megan Thee Stallion key on the record. Cardi B key on the record. If you like it, you just gotta. You gotta be in the studio just willing to go hard. Now. I think Rhapsody is. The oh best, man, is yeah. the best rapper alive. Amen. Forget gender. Let's go. I'm talking about this new. Like, no, this new class. I mean, look, man. I'm telling you, I get in the studio with her. We are going toe to toe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. rap will body you. And then be just hug you and be so happy and nice. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, it's like I don't know if that makes it worse because it's just like, man, you just killed she me. She killed you and then picked you up. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what? Next time, maybe. Like I, just, I think it's a class. I think Kendrick and Rhapsody is in a class. Yeah. I think yep. like you and Cole is in a class. Yep. Rhapsody is the best rapper alive, not named Kendrick Lamar. Let's go. I'm just talking about the new people. Let's I ain't go. talking about the old. Nah, man, I'm legends. with you. I'm yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, rap, man, what's up, man? Put me on the record. <laughs> Crip is here. The, the album is out right now. Pick it up, and we appreciate you for joining. Man, bro. thank y'all, man. Appreciate it. Man. It's Big Crit. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. Shout out to Big Crit for joining us this morning. You can see that full interview. Just hit up the Breakfast Club uh, website. Yeah, make sure you listen to his album, too. It's a really great album. Crit is here. Absolutely. I mean, Crit's been consistent for well over a decade, man. I enjoy Big Crit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad that he, uh, you know, stopped doing all his own production and decided to challenge himself on this album. Rico Love is the executive producer. Drop on the clues bombs for Rico Love, damn it. I didn't know how I was going to like that combination, but I enjoy it. It's dope. Did anybody order anything for Prime Day yet? Because you know it's over today. What is Prime Day? The two-day sale on Amazon Prime. It's where you get all these amazing really, really deals. Cheap. I knew nothing about it. We've been talking about it for the past few days. Yeah. It's, and it's then, today? What time? Later tonight? It started yesterday. It's 48 hours. Oh, 48 hours? So it ends tonight. So I was looking at all the things that are selling really well for Prime Day. What's selling well? Sneakers? Uh, No, it's, more, it's a lot of technology. They have uh, deals on Apple products as well. So if you wanted to get like a wa- one of the watches or you wanted to get an iPad or something like that, it's a good time to get it. Also, the Nintendo Switch, they have a lot of deals on electronics. FYI. Okay. But, but I think some of the workers went on strike, if I'm not mistaken. Did they go on strike? Yeah, so I don't know what's happening with that, but uh, it is Prime Day. And that means that a lot of other places are having sales, too, because they're trying to compete with that, with Amazon. So just letting y'all know, if you want to do some cyber shopping, it's a good time to do it today. Okay. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Yes, let's get nostalgic for a second. There is a TV show that's coming back, and I'm pretty sure y'all will all be watching this. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yeah. I just signed a deal. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Diddy. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, it's official for everybody that misses the show. Making the band is coming back. And here's what Diddy had to say. So it's official. Decisions made. Making the band 2020 is back. Okay, and we're doing a global talent search. So if you feel like you have that talent and you want to do your audition live in front of the world, and to me, upload your auditions to hashtag MTB casting. Mm. I think they should do it on both 
MTV and Revolt since it's Diddy's thing, right? He's hosting. I don't know if MTV's going to go for that. <laughs> uh, I don't think Revolt got the budget for it unless they're going to replay it. I don't know. Uh, but there is another show on BET called The Next Big Thing that comes on tonight. Okay. At uh, 9, I believe, or 10. It's hosted by Dame Dash and mm-hmm. Tina Davis and Zaytoven, and they're looking for the next big thing in music. All right. What time to check that out? I don't know, 9 or 10 on this the guy, I don't even know I don't, I really Well, know shout out him. to my girl, Ricky, who is one of the producers on that oh, show. Oh, yeah, salute to Ricky. Drop on the clues box for Ricky. She's the EP, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and shout out to Wale. He was one of the people that chimed in on Diddy bringing back Making the Band. And he has a new song on Chill Out with Jeremiah. That's pretty dope. I don't know if y'all heard uh, it. A tough tune. I don't know why the radio not playing that one. It That's just came out just like came three out days ago. Came out like, I think <laughs> what does that mean? Friday or something. Yeah, it's time. Friday Let's get it in there. If Drake came out with a record an hour ago, it'd be on every hour on hour. Y'all know that. Stop it. All right, well, that's a great Khaled song. Khaled came out with a record 30 so, minutes ago. It'd be on every hour. Make sure y'all listen to On Chill as well, because I like that song a lot. All right, um, now Pharrell, it looks like might have some new music coming, by the way, with Rihanna. He said, he posted on uh, Rihanna's post, and he said, they ain't ready. And then he put a, a world emoji. Could be a makeup line. You think Pharrell's doing a makeup line? It's possible. Why not? Well, she uh, put Nobody and then Me, album coming in 2019. Okay. So, yeah, you know, because you know, the post is about the album and then he commented, the album, they ain't ready, feels like he's talking about the but, album. But Pharrell does a lot of stuff with Chanel, so never know. <laughs> I don't know, but it'd be nice. And uh, he has worked with Rihanna in the past, of course. Yep. So I want some new music, so I'm waiting. It makes sense. She got to stop teasing her fans. Though. She got to just drop something because you know how the Navy gets. She's been giving y'all Fenty for years. They want music. Oh. All right, Lil Nas X, Old Town Road, has now become the longest-running number one debut single ever. 15 weeks at number one. Do you know who he surpassed Mm-mm. to get the, mm. the longest-running debut single of all time? Macarena. So but previously, that was the longest So it's the longest. So the Old Town Road is debut. the longest-running single now. Debut single. So okay. it's his first single he's put out. Mm-hmm. So it surpassed Macarena. To right, a lot of pressure. Once you put the bar that high, boy, you never <laughs> do that again. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so congratulations to him. 15 weeks at number one. Is the kid making money is what I want to know. Absolutely. Yeah, he's doing shows Mm -hmm. and everything, so I can't imagine. Boy, y'all scream absolutely so fast. He's doing shows every weekend. He's doing shows every weekend. Is he making money off that record? Oh, I don't know about the record. Exactly. I don't know how much he owes, but... You know how much he paid for the beat? Maybe like $50 for the beat. $50 online. Yeah, I'm sure he's making money. From what I heard, five other people got the beat. Well, that's what Drum told me this morning. Put the mic on Drum's mouth real quick. What? Put the Come mic on, on Drum's mouth. Drum, what did you say? I think you paid like $300 for the beat. Uh, it was like a, it a website that he, you can like, you know, license it. And okay. he made the song from that. And five other people on it, you said. Yeah, but he's the only one who made a hit, obviously. Got you. Right, so All right. that's what matters. So I wonder if he's making money off that record. Since we're talking about charts, let's talk about Kendrick Lamar's good kid, Mad City. It now has spent 350 weeks on the Billboard 200. It joins the Eminem show as the only hip-hop studio album to reach that milestone. It's a classic album, Good Kid, Mad City is. Yes, 350 weeks on the chart. So congratulations to KDOT. All right, now, R. Kelly, what's going on with him? Well, his bail has been set at $1 million. They gave him a bail? $1 million. His bail has been set. So they said he could be in jail until at least Wednesday, does tomorrow. He have, does he have any assets? Does he own any homes, anything like that? Does anybody know? I couldn't answer that. Mm. feels like he has some financial issues. So, he did fail to post that $100,000 bond by the cutoff time, so he definitely is going to be there for a couple of days. I don't know if he's going to be able to get it. 
But last time somebody helped him out. Yeah, they helped him out. I can't imagine that somebody's not going to help him again. I don't know if it's going to happen this time. Unless you got a really, really well, low they did ball give him a, Yeah. And uh, they say that two of the four alleged victims turned in physical evidence, which is shirts with his semen on them, to prosecutors. So, uh, Yeah, he might be a rap this one. No, mm-hmm. I think this is it. Yeah, he, he this might is the one. He's also had to surrender his passport, of course. And uh, his sex slaves, his quote-unquote sex slaves, his alleged sex slaves, Joycelyn Savage and Asriel Clary, we heard from them yesterday. They're still living in his house in the Trump Tower in Chicago. They do have money saved up because they get paid to be his assistant. So that's where they've been getting their money from. And they should have money. But what they're saying now is one of R. Kelly's handlers that was giving them the cash payments has disappeared. So I don't yeah, know how much disappeared, they have. I'm sure. Yeah, R. Kelly's handlers got to go get jobs now. You know what I'm saying? Because they've been living off R. Kelly all these years. Now, R. Kelly ain't got no money coming in. One thing they do know, though, is that his condo is paid up through the end of the year. So they at least get to stay there until the end of the year. Yeah, but there ain't going to be no lights. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have no food to eat. He's going to be in a cold-ass condo, shivering in Chicago in the dead of winter. Sheesh. I'm telling you, I think R. Kelly's going to kill himself. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All I mean, right. that is your uh, rumor report. Thank you, Missy. Shout out to Yes. We're giving that down to two. Uh, we need Zachary Wester to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. You may not know who Zachary Wester is, but you know the type of person he is because he's a corrupt police officer. We'll talk about it for after the hour. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell him to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Uh... Hello, Florida. Uh, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, July 15th goes to a former Florida Sheriff's deputy named Zachary Weston. Zachary is 26 years old, and he has been a deputy in Jackson County since 2016. You know, this is why Florida is the Donald Trump of states. I said this yesterday, and I apologize for it because I thought it was a little too harsh. But then here we are today, and Zachary Wester is reminding us all why all the craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. The problem with Florida is that it's not just the people that live there who are nuts. It's the infrastructure of Florida, the politicians, the administration at the schools, the law enforcement. Not saying all of y'all are crazy. Just saying it takes one bad Florida orange to spoil the whole bunch. And Zachary Wester is one of those bad oranges. Now, what Zachary was doing uh, has been going on in hoods all across America for years, long before some of us got here, and it will probably be happening long after we are all gone. I'm just happy Zachary Wester got caught because now we have the opportunity to make him infamous for what he did, but also use him as an example to say, see? We told you all this was happening in communities all across America for years. Would you like to know what Zachary Wester was doing? Let's go to WJHG, NBC7 for the report, please. In August of 2018, the Jackson County Sheriff's Office asked the Florida Department of Law Enforcement to look into Jackson County Deputy Zachary Wester after they believed he was planting drugs inside vehicles and arresting the drivers on made-up drug charges. Wester was fired from the Sheriff's Office in September, and according to the FDLE, after an extensive investigation, Wester was arrested Wednesday morning in Crawfordville on 52 counts, including racketeering, fabricating evidence, and false imprisonment. But 
the investigation continues. In September, the state attorney's office dropped 119 cases against the people Wester allegedly planted drugs on, but sheriff's officials did want to thank them for their patience. In the words of Robert Rameek Williams, how you wake up in the morning feeling evil? You just planting drugs on people, getting them sent to jail for what? Would you like to hear a breakdown of what exactly he was charged for? Let's hear it. We have charged Mr. Wester with 52 counts, racketeering of official misconduct, nine counts, fabricating evidence, nine counts, possession of a controlled substance, nine counts, false imprisonment, five counts, and then misdemeanor charges of perjury, nine counts, possession of a controlled substance, marijuana, possession of drug paraphernalia, nine counts. In Florida, we have what's called sentencing guidelines, and under the guidelines, the guidelines would call, if he were convicted of all charges, uh, of a lengthy prison sentence of approximately 13 and a half years in state prison. That's all? Listen, here's the thing. This isn't a case of a white man targeting black and brown people. Zachary was hitting up everybody. This isn't just racism. This is abuse of power. And this is exactly why you have to stand up when you see injustice, regardless of who is for or against, because eventually it will be your turn, okay? Evil people like Zachary West, they don't have a preference. They don't have any standards. They just want to be evil. This man, Zachary West, caused people to lose custody of their kids. People went to prison because of him. They got 119 cases that have been dropped, all right? Because Zachary Wester got caught and at least 10 people have been released from prison. Here's the thing. It can't just be Zachary, right? Like Zachary is 26 years old. He's just the only officer that got caught. Somebody taught this 26 year old officer how to move like this. Zachary, I don't know why you're protecting all those other officers, but you shouldn't take, you know, this fall all by yourself. All right. Three federal lawsuits have been filed against Wester. At least 11 people are suing Wester in federal court for alleged civil rights violations. Listen, man. Zach, the only way to correct this wrong is hold yourself accountable and deal with what you did. But you have to point the proper authorities in the direction of the other officers in that department who are doing the same thing, because I guarantee you're not alone, Zachary. And you need to understand that Karma is the most patient gangster ever. And he's been waiting on your ass. But now you have an opportunity to create some new energy and some new karma by simply telling the truth about the corruption going on in that department. If not, well, bye. I hope you get way more than the 13 and a half years, okay? You need 100 years, all right? You didn't care about anybody else's life, so why should anyone give a damn about yours? Please let Remy Ma give the corrupt police officer Zachary Wester the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. are you dumb? How can Florida win when they not right within? All right. All right? How, Florida? How, Florida? How y'all supposed to win when y'all not right within? Huh? All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Up next, Freddie Gibbs will be joining us. We're All kicking right. with Freddie Gibbs. We're doubling up on hip hop for cultural purposes yes. right. this morning. We he have has a big project crit last out right now, too. Called Bandana. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So we'll kick it with him Mad when we come back. Freddie Gibbs. That's okay, right. Yeah. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs. Yes, sir. Freddie G. <laughs> Welcome back. Back again. I yeah. want to argue right off the top, Freddie. Oh, What's God. that? Okay, okay. Here, why, you why, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Starting. Why you got smoking Spike Lee over Malcolm X, man? 
Man, I like Spike Lee. It was just a joke, man. You know, like when I, you know, when I say F somebody or F my homie, it just be jokes, man. I love Spike Lee, man. It's, oh, okay. Was, I'm it, listening to the album. I'm like, it, it, was, it, was, a, it was a joke. You was like Spike uh, d- depicted Malcolm in a certain way to get funny. He kind of did a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But that, that, he, a little bit. The autobiography but, of Malcolm X. Malcolm did drugs. He did. He yeah. did. Yeah. And I was talking to some of the brothers at the mosque about it. So you know, it is what it is. It was, you know, I like Spike. Lee. I like oh. Spike. Oh, so, <laughs> I like Spike. So, but I feel so grateful. So they. Like the, depic- the last time the brothers you spoke to didn't like the depiction. They right? didn't kind of like it that much, you know what I'm saying? So when I was, you know, when I was writing that rap, I just threw a little shot at Spike, but, but I love Spike Lee, man. But did they Put read me the book? Put me on your movies, my n- I love it. You, oh. you can forget oh. it now. <laughs> 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 it's out of the question. It's over with. <laughs> I forgot what record that was. It was dope as hell, It's though. called uh, Flat Tummy T. Flat Tummy T. Uh, there yeah, you go. Because, I, 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 you know, when you see the title, you think it's going to be about... guts like Flat Tummy. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. It's going to be about women, but it's not. Nah, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Well, let's talk about this album because I saw Hip Hop DX gave it a perfect score. So As they did, should. I'm not mad at it. As how they does should. that feel? The fact that so many people are talking about how great this album is. Uh, I mean, you know, um, me and Mad Lib, uh, we already had uh, did Pinata before in 2014. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wanted to kind of <clears throat> just follow up that with, you know, something on the same level or better. And uh, uh, I had to, you know, write a lot of this stuff when I was like locked up in uh, Austria. So, uh, you know, it was a real special project for me. And you talk about that on the album, too, yeah. being locked up in Austria. Yeah, and what definitely. that experience was like. Horrible. You, you couldn't even eat anything. <laughs> nah, I definitely couldn't eat none of that pork or none of that. They was feeding me up in there, man. But, uh, you know. You see what's going on ASAP now? I do. In Sweden. That's bad. I don't really know the ins and outs of this situation, so I can't really speak on it. But I, I see it, and it's, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a different country. That's what he in, like, Sweden? Sweden, Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't they, like, beat somebody up or something like that? But the people were like following, oh, yeah, they were following him around. Him, harassing him. He actually tried to get away. It was like he filmed. He's like, "Yo, please leave me alone. Like, I don't want you. I don't want to go to jail. Ooh. You're bothering, harassing me." They had it on video. Mm-hmm. The guys was grabbing other at girls' asses. So mm. it just seems a little crazy. Oh damn, yeah. I mean, I got accused of something I totally did not do at all. So the girl had I, a dream. Yeah, off of that, a dream. I, so. I still can't believe that. And and I, and I feel like in a way it should be more emphasis put on that situation that a. She said she had a dream yeah. that you sexually assaulted her and yeah. you got locked up. Like, she literally told the court that? She literally told the court that. And it was just like, you know, a woman's statement over there in Europe is, like, considered, like, hard evidence. So you basically guilty to proven innocent. So ASAP Rocky, he guilty to proven innocent right now. But I'm saying, saying there's nobody that said it's... She said she had a dream, guys. She didn't even guys. say you did something. Like, a dream? Can dream. you ever forgive her for something like that? Like, how do you forgive? Because we talk about forgiveness. <laughs> Have you been, like... Nah, B. I'm sorry, okay, you answer. Uh, yeah, man. How I do you can. process that? I can't because you know, I can't. I, I feel like you know, my mom told me when I um when I came up out of that situation, you can't really dwell on all of that stuff and you know letting that negative stuff you know um, affect you going forward. So uh, do I forgive her? Uh, but you know, I don't got no grudge with her though. Do you still? How come you didn't sue? Or are you just like I just want to get out of here and let it go? I did. We took some legal action. You know what I mean? And there's still some things that we you know I mean plan on doing. But I mean, I just like. I, you know, I really wanted to get back to my kids, and I ain't really, I definitely didn't want to go back over there to Austria and sit in no more courtrooms and none of that stuff. And I just wanted to finish my projects and, and, and just get back to me and me, man. I don't really even like dwelling on that. I definitely didn't want to go back over there. Do you still want to go overseas to to do shows? Or oh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Give me my check, man. Yeah. Okay. I, got a, I got a Europe tour book, you know, in a month, so. Not going know. to Austria, though? Nah, never. I never go to that country ever again. Y'all will never get a show. I don't care if y'all pay me $5 million, never. Now, you said kids. 
Because when you went, you had one. So you have two children now. Yeah, I got a son now. Mm-hmm. Well, congrats, Congrats. Yeah. congrats how, how did that change you? Um, I mean, the daughters change you in one way, but then having a son changes you in another way. I change your bank account. I, I say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, but uh, you know, it's it's cool, man. I'm glad that uh, you know, I feel like I got got it out the way now. I don't want no more kids now. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I got a boy and a girl. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm straight. But uh, you know, having a son is um, you know, it's it's cool. It's cool. I'm learning a lot, you know, mm-hmm. being a parent so far. I mean, with between him and Irie, man, it's it's a handful. But uh, you know, what are the things that you that you were taught about manhood that you wouldn't teach your son because you don't feel like they they really served you? Hmm, that's a good ass question. Definitely, uh, a lot of the street stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I definitely wouldn't uh don't want to expose him to a lot of those things that I had to be exposed to, and he don't have to be. I mean, you know, he live in the suburbs, he can go to private school and do all that. I didn't have those opportunities granted to me. So, you know, I'm just going to try to, you know, not expose him to, you know, as much of the, you know, that that element of things, you know, pretty much, you know, because I don't want him to be like me at all. I definitely want him to be way better. You know, my father always told me to be way better than what he was, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely don't want no duplicate or carbon copy. I want him to go be a lawyer or something like that, you know what I mean? And how do you, t- you know, they always, especially dudes that come from the hood, they feel like they got to instill some hood yeah. in their kids. Do you feel the need to do that? Nah, man. I don't feel like, you know, my son don't got nothing to prove. You know, I, I want him to go and, and be educated and be great. Like, you know, there ain't nothing to fight for. I did all, I took all those lumps for him already. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you know, my little brother, my little brother's a doctor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Matter of fact, he just finished his residency. He's uh, you know, Dope. one of the youngest, uh, best uh, OBGYN doctors in the country. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, so like I said, man, I took those lumps so they didn't have to deal with that. You, you say on the new album that you had some reservations about going independent. Correct. I've been independent this whole time. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never had a a, a major deal. Well, this is a major label release, though. Now, partnership. Now, this is the first time that I've, this is the first release ever on a major label. You know, know what's interesting? I was like, Freddie done changed, man, because I was like hitting him up to come on the show and trying to schedule the time. And then he said, okay, Lambo going to hit you up. So he had, he had um, Lambo hit me up. And then Lambo's like, uh, the label wants to know. I'm like, damn, I ain't never heard that coming <laughs> right. from Freddie Gibbs before the I ain't never heard it. I'm like, <laughs> Damn, I walked up in uh, RCA yesterday and was chilling with Peter Edge. He was like, hey, man, this album should win a Grammy, man. I was like, damn, dog, like, for real. Like, you know, to, just to, you know, to get the support from a building, you know, I've never had that in my career, period. So, you know, to get that from those guys, you know, shout out to Tunji and Jared and everybody over there. Keep cool. They really gave me a good opportunity to, you know, do something great. Why do that now? Um, It was a timing, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, my, like I said, my whole career, I was independent, and I was... Uh, but you got a sign, though. It was a joint venture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, you know what I'm saying? But um, I just felt like it was just time to just level up with this project that I did, you know what I mean? And uh, I just want to just keep things, you know, moving in a positive direction. And- All right, we got more with Freddie Gibbs. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with Freddie Gibbs. Charlamagne? It was a point where you thought you was being blackballed. Oh, you know you was being blackballed. Yeah, definitely, of course. But clearly that can't be the case if a major label want to do business. Mm, now they want to do business, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, Tunji, my good friend, helped me sort that out. Mm-hmm. Before that, nah, well, nobody trying to give me no record deals. And nobody, you know. Why you don't just blackball? Uh, <laughs> just, you know, the people, the, you know, previous situations that I was in and, you know. With Jeezy? Yeah, definitely. That was one situation. You're still going at Jeezy's head on this album? Mm, not necessarily. I just was speaking, uh, talking about a story that happened. Uh, when somebody, somebody, got him some somebody gave him some sneakers. Yeah, one of, one, of my, one of my punk ass homeboys on the, came on the tour bus and bought him some sneakers. <laughs> bought Jeezy like, some sneakers? Bought him some sneakers. And I was like, like what are you doing? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Was it some sneakers like, he designed? Nah, the, uh, Jeezy, it was, a, it was a show. Um, 
in Chicago, and uh, he wanted some Timberlands or something like that some, to go with his outfit. You know what I mean? I wasn't there because, you know, they didn't want to pay me to be there. That's not I went somewhere else to go get a bag. But my homeboys was riding, and they wanted to go to the show. So they was like, can you get us on the bus? Can you get us on the bus? So, you know, I hit them up, and they came on the bus, and, you know, I guess they standing there looking at the in awe or whatever, and he was like, I need some shoes. And then he just, like, used them to, you know, Damn. Go get him some Timberlands or whatever, and he they came back with the shoes, and he was like, "Ah, oh, these the wrong ones," and he just tossed them one of his homeboys. You know what I'm saying? And then the next day, these called me like, "Hey man, you think I can get that uh two hundred dollars?" I was like, two hundred dollars for what?" It was like, uh, "We bought you some Tims," and I was like, "Nigga, you and that." Like, I'm not giving y'all nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then I got on them. I'm like, why you, like, abusing my homeboys like that? You know what I'm saying? Making them, you know, y'all y'all buying rich shoes. Y'all So I just stopped them. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's how I felt about that. And I was like, that. I felt like that was, you know, disrespectful to me. That was like one of the straws that brought the camels back. And I was like, man, I'm out of here. So you don't mess with those homeboys no more either? Not at all. See, I, when I heard that line, I heard it all wrong. I thought you said Jeezy was no, 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 no. I ain't got no, I ain't got no problem with, I ain't got no problem with Young Jeezy at all. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Not at all. Have y'all ever spoke since any of this went down? Nah, I done seen him though, a couple times. Word. Oh, right. Yeah. And no conversations, just Hell nah. act like y'all don't see each other. What are you gonna say? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's all good, man. You know, it's it's, it's hip hop, man. Everybody don't like each other. It's a lot of rappers I don't like, mm. but you know, I know that we, I know that we in a community, <laughs> and we in a community in which we gotta, you know, all you know, be around each other and you know, and get money. I ain't gonna f my money just because I don't like these. Now, Freddie, you said you was going, you, you wanted to sign the Fifty Cent at one point. Yeah, definitely. Want, okay. I could have seen that. Hell yeah, I wanted that. Like, um, what year was this? Probably like two thousand and. Six. That's when he I, had, he had MOP yeah, at that time. Yeah, I was, and I was like on Interscope, about to get dropped. So it was that would have like, made sense. Why they just didn't put you over the G unit? I don't know. I think they had Young Buck or something like young that. Buck. They probably think I sounded too much like Young Buck or something like that. You don't sound like Young. Buck. I don't sound like Young Buck at all. Somebody in the building said that though, and they was like, ah, you know, and it just didn't. I don't know. I, I tried to make it work. I was doing, you know. You ever have convos with Fifth? Nah, not at all. No. Not not directly. You know what I'm saying? But talk about why it really didn't happen. Probably uh, cause uh. We had like the same kind of management, uh, uh, Barry, Barry Williams. Mm -hmm. I punched him in the face, so you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is he white or black? He's on the cusp of both. He likes spicy white. <laughs> spicy white. Yeah, he like mixed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 50 might so, like that, though. He likes violence. You know what I'm saying? Punched but him in the face for what? Because he brought some hoes in the house one day. You know what I'm saying? And I had, like, a, you know, female that I was dealing with at the time. And he was just trying to, like, flex on me and stuff. And he, like, made the hoes get naked and had cocaine what? everywhere and stuff like that. Like, I don't really want to put too much of his personal business. You put it all out there. Oh, my but, God. <laughs> but he tried to play me. I was standing at his crib at the time. Punchable. And I had to, you know, I had to go in on him one Time. Was the cocaine and hoes for everybody? Or yeah, just it was for everybody, but I wasn't trying to partake. You know what I'm saying? I was chilling at the time. Yeah. He just, just kind of like put me on the spot and f me up. You know what I'm saying? But like this is what goes on. This is the kind of gangster Freddie. Is. So that's probably one of the reasons I got dropped, blackballed, and now I was already dropped at the time. By the time that happened, so <laughs> Damn, but, I'm trying to figure out why do you punch somebody because they bought some cocaine and hoes? Because over. he had a girl with him. Because I had my girl with me. Dog. Oh, your main girl. Yeah, oh, she was there, and yeah, it just made yeah, me look yeah, stupid. Yeah. It just made me look. F up, I was like, Man, now I gotta argue with her. Yeah, now I gotta deal with this yeah, bitch. Like, this what y'all be doing? Right, ex exactly. Well, you That's can't what call I was... her a bitch, Freddie. Yeah, you're right. You're talking, <laughs> that was wrong. That's your lady. Yeah, at the time. Well, she a bitch now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I saw you freestyling on, uh, well, I don't know if it was a freestyle, but it was a rap on uh, Bootleg Kevin, DJ Head. 
You be hating, man. To my guy. You always say it's a homie. You always got something. No, man. That's why I love you. Bootleg cap and head on my guy. For real, for real, in a real way. Head been on vacation with me and everything. That's my man. Oh, yeah, I love DJ Head. Head Bootleg Cab. I knew Bootleg Cab when he was a DJ in Arizona and Tampa. You know what I'm saying? So me and, you know, we've been connected for years. That's my guy. That's like, you know. But it seems for some reason when you did that freestyle, everybody was like, man, Freddie can really rap. I'm like, where y'all been? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You were asleep too. So what are you talking about? I done been on this show like three times. You still sleep over. That's crazy. That's the fucked up part. <laughs> this supposed to be my friend. I I'm talk. Listen to me. I, I fucked your album heavy. I was on vacation listening to that heavy. Man, no, you don't. I sent you a. Uh, I sent you a project one day. Then you sent me something about some mental health. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, listen to my album. You was like, hey man, have you really been to counseling lately and checked on your mental health? I was like, nigga, fuck this album. That is Charlamagne. Yo, yo, you know I Have you really looked at? Have you really looked in the mirror lately and talked about yourself? I'm like, but you speaking of mental health, I like I like what you're doing with that. See. Like, how's your anxiety? Are you do you have anxiety right now? No, you said you might you you have some PTSD like. Experiences, correct. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Growing up in the hood, that's why. That's why when I when you when you talk about that stuff, I can really relate to it. Definitely. Yeah. You know, it's um, you know, it's definitely uh, some things I've seen that make it hard to like sleep or function and, and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, so when you talk about those things, I'd be like, damn, sure, okay. Yeah, even being unlawfully, you know, arrested and overseas, like that had to be a traumatic experience. Yeah, yeah, that was because um, you know. I didn't, uh, all the things I did in my life, and I'm to, to be in jail for that, to all, to, to be about to be, had 10 years for that, that was like, oh man, like, damn, like, somebody trying to punish me right there for no reason. So what have you done to deal with any of the um, mental health issues you may be dealing with? Who if you went to counseling, brother? I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I can't say whether or not it was helpful or not. I don't know. Maybe I haven't, like, went enough to mm-hmm. know if it's taking mm-hmm. a real effect. You know what I mean? Uh, did you cry? Um, a little bit. See, that's you good. Know what I'm but uh, I mean, really, man. I instead of going to uh, counseling, I, I, you know, I, I really go chop it up with the brothers at the mosque. You know what I'm saying? That's Tony good Muhammad too. And, Love Tony and, Muhammad. And brother Reza Islam. They're my homies. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when I got something that I, you know, need to get off my chest, I can chop it up with them about it. You know. Well, the album is out right now. Make sure you go pick it up. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Can we thank you for joining us again. Appreciate y'all. You feel as like this usual. is your best work to date? It's definitely my best work today. Hopefully, I go to the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? If I get a I nomination, yeah, I want to take my mama to the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? That'll be the highlight of my career. All right. It's Freddie Gibbs. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Uh, why is it so cold in this room? It's always cold in here. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, little baby. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Now, Lil Baby did an interview with 16 Bars in Europe, and he talks about his relationship with Gunna. It has nothing to do with just a friendship. It's deeper than that. Listen to this. Met through, like, music, but not, like, me rapping and him rapping. Like, studios and, like, but me and him, we, like, came from, like, the same little past. As we got older, then, you know, people know me, I know him, then we just started kicking it. But he was already rapping, you know what I'm saying? I kick it with a fuck with him, and I start rapping. And he actually started, like, helping me, you know what I'm saying, rap. Like, I didn't pay Gunner to write my songs. I never put the songs out, but, like, when I first started rap, I used to, like, pay him, like, $100, like, I'm gonna give you 100 like, write something for me so I could, like, try to learn how to go in there and record it. What's the problem? 
Nothing. I'm just telling you what he said. Oh, okay. He's just explaining the process. Okay. All right. So um, now let's do a correction from a story earlier about R. Kelly. When we said that he was, uh, his bail was set at $1 million, that's for the last time he was in jail earlier this year. He's actually in court today for arraignment on federal sex crime charges. So we'll see what happens when he goes to court today. Oh, so I'll be shocked. Shocked they a yeah, I'll be shocked if they give him a bail this time around. We shall see. There's 10 alleged victims in total this time around, and it's racketeering. So it's uh, sex crimes involving children mm-hmm. and obstruction of justice. Because wouldn't he be considered like a, a minister of society, like a danger to people? And he's, it's not like he's chemically... Still got the women living in his apartment? That's what I'm saying. It's not like he's chemically castrated but what are the, or anything. What are those charges? Were they old charges or are they newer charges? Well, his attorney is saying all of these charges are decades old and all of a sudden people are coming forward. So that's what his attorney is saying. But there's new tapes that have just surfaced. So we told you there's over 20 tapes. Those Mm -hmm. tapes are decades old too, but evidence is evidence, sir. Yes, and there's uh, five alleged victims who were all underage when prosecutors said they had sex with R. Kelly in the late 90s. I'm telling you, clock is ticking. I think R. Kelly's going off himself. All right, now, I just want to give a big shout-out to Missy Elliott because she's on the cover of Marie Claire magazine. Amazing-looking cover shoot. Cancer gang, drop on the clues bombs for Missy Elliott. Yeah, so when you have a chance, please make sure you check out that article because she talks about a lot of things. Uh, She said that she knew what she wanted to do for the rest of her life when she was in kindergarten. Mm. She said, this is why you have to listen to kids. I knew what I wanted. I remember. She says her teacher asked the class what they wanted to be every week, and her classmates' minds did change often. And she said her answer was consistent every week. I'm going to be a superstar. That she is. She was absolutely correct. All right, now let's discuss the game. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to this, but now they are saying that he has to uh, pay this judgment. His music royalties have been seized to pay off a $7 million sexual assault lawsuit. The game game? The rapper game? Yes, Yes. the rapper game. That was uh, bought by Priscilla Rainey. She can collect off his music royalties until about $7.13 million, plus post-judgment interest is paid off. Now, the game has responded to this story on social media. Um... Well, previously, he responded to it, but I don't know what's going to happen now. Previously, he said he wasn't going to give her a dime. Previously, well, he, he no said that now. she'll never see that money or anything close to a penny of it. But it looks like now the judge has granted a motion allowing her to collect that money off of his royalties. I don't understand why the game was held liable for that, though. I mean, it was on the set of a reality show. Like, they're not signing waivers and all kind of stuff before they participate in those kind of shows? Well, I don't think you still can sexually assault anybody. That's what she's saying allegedly happened. She's saying that he sexually assaulted her. I thought she it was thought a- she said she thought it was a required after hours date and she said he got intoxicated and forced his hand inside of her dress to rub her bare vagina and butt. Oh, so this this happened outside of the show. Yeah, she thought it was a oh. Allegedly. So this is what she's saying happened and the judge did There was side no proof it was just judgment. his word versus her word. Yeah, so that's what's happening. That's crazy. So there was no proof, no evidence, no cameras, just her word versus his word. Yeah, I don't and I don't know if there wow. were witnesses that came forward, but that's what happened. He'll file for bankruptcy, I bet you. Game will file for bankruptcy. Yeah, but what about your music royalties? That doesn't matter, right? He'll file. She's, she's still collecting off of that. That sucks. So I don't know if bankruptcy would matter because that's before the money even gets to him. Yeah. All right, Cassie Howe yeah. has explained how hiring a team of black women has changed her creative process. Cassie who? Cassie. Cassie, Cassie? The yes. R&B singer Cassie? Yes, Cassie, Cassie. Why she said she? my prior... 
What? I was like, game, game? Cassie, 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 Cassie. <laughs> She said, when it comes to me choosing to work with certain people, I have to go off of an organic connection. I love the fact that everyone that I work with now communicates fully on every aspect. We are not in competition. We work as a team, and they actually understand who I am and who I want to mold myself to become. As a group, we work as a collective. For me, this is the first time I feel I actually have a strong team in place that has my best interests at heart. And the added bonus is that the majority of the team are creative black females. To me, it means we see each other. Damn, take that, take that, bad boy. The energy I feel when we're in a room together is unmatchable. We all have our own levels of experience and we bring our best to the table. We support each other and balance each other out all at the same time. It just works. Now, she still signed to Diddy, though. She still signed to Bad Boy. What is it she's trying to do with this new team? Like, what is it exactly? Well, she has new music out. Okay. Does she? Sometimes. Yeah, she does. She put out a couple new songs, a couple, like, last month. I mean, sometimes you just have to accept the fact that maybe, just maybe, music isn't the thing for you. You know what I'm saying? Cassie might be a great actress. She might be a model. Like, it might be a lot of different things. She's been trying to do the music thing for a long time. It hasn't worked. Right. I don't know if she's been going hard, though. I mean, you had Ryan Leslie. You had Diddy. Like, I mean, ugh. This might be time for her to go really hard for it. Mm, okay. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Hey, listen, I want to say, too, you know I'm a huge boxing fan, so rest in peace to Parnell Whitaker, one of the greatest defensive fighters of all time. I said something earlier that upset some people about Parnell. I mm-hmm. said, I said the irony of uh, spending all those years ducking punches, you're known for getting out of the way only to get hit by a car. That wasn't a joke. That was me saying in my uh, nut ass way, I wish like those punches, he would have saw the car coming and gotten out of the way. So for anybody who was offended by that, uh, I apologize. Apologize to anybody who may have been offended by that comment because I have nothing but respect for Parnell Whitaker. All right, and well, our, condo- peace, our condolences Whitaker. to his family. Yes. Yeah. What happened to him was tragic. And uh, shout to the whole 757 up yes. there, too. RIP to uh, him and condolences to his family. People love to take things out of context and make something out of nothing. But if you thought it was All something, right, that's it. I let's apologize. just move on. I'll just say I can't. Yeah, let's done. move on. You apologize. Just leave the apology. I'm doubling down on the apology. Sit, and let the apology sit there. My God, what's wrong with y'all? You just stopping you just When I case. say something wrong, y'all don't stop me. But when I try to apologize, you're stopping me. Apologize. No, you apologize, but then you said go. people love to take things out of context. Just let it apologize out of context. And, and go. You apologize. I apologize. Jesus Christ. You want a hug? I'm saying I don't play with death, so... Apologies. Okay, there we go. Apologies. Yeah, all right. That's what I'm saying. All right. Revolt. It wasn't a joke. All right. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Raycon's wireless earbuds are stylish and discreet, and they sound great, too. Plus, they started at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. Right now, you can get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash yee. That's buyraycon.com slash yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, Angelina, Angelina Darsaw. Hi, how are you? Did I say your last name right? You did. You said nice. Correct. And yeah. uh, she's from Google. I am here. Yes, I'm a big partner of Google. I googled your name and nothing popped up. I wanted <laughs> to use that joke. That was a joke I was waiting for. That was no, awful. That was, that but was Angelina First also, of all, that's not even true. No, 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 no. Angelina also has her own company. Yes. But the first time I met you, it was as a Google digital coach. Yes. So explain to people what it is that you do, and then you can tell us about C-Suite Coach. Yeah, so my company runs a program for Google nationally to provide mm-hmm. free resources for small businesses and mm-hmm. working professionals. So there are 11 coaches. I'm the national coach across the U.S. And we have trainings, one-to-one coaching, all on how to use digital skills to level up and really grow in your business or your career. 
We're in mm. 10 cities right now. I actually learned a lot from you, so that's why I think it's important for you to be here to teach everybody. Yes. So we, we learned about Google AdWords, and you taught me about that. So explain what that is, because there's a lot of people who have small businesses that are trying to figure out how can they digitally advertise their businesses, and they don't realize that it's not as expensive as they think, too. Yeah, so one of the things that our program really focuses on is to make it more accessible for mm. diverse entrepreneurs in particular to learn how to use tools like Google Ads. So you don't need a huge budget to compete and have your business show out. It's more about knowing how to use the language correctly to create a really compelling ad. So when people are searching, because billions of people go to search every day, mm -hmm. you want to make sure your business isn't left out. So how, how does the Google ads actually work? What's the best way to get around the system and, and get the best bang for your buck? So how the ads work are basically there are search terms that you put in that you want your ad to show up for. Mm -hmm. You can even set what zip codes you want to add your ad to show up for. So for instance, if I was doing an ad for Angela's Juice Bar, mm -hmm. I would have it show up just in oh, bed just Angela's Juice Bar? Just Angela's Juice Bar, and, which I go to all the time. Yeah, she it's goes so there all the time. Her family, she's from it's, around yeah, that Yeah, my grandmother lives down the street, so I go every Sunday. Um, but anyway, great juices. If I wanted to do an ad just for that, I would mm -hmm. talk about um, what people are looking for when they're looking for something like a juice bar, like natural, healthy, bedside, organic, organic, nice. um, maybe black owned. And that my ad would show up for people searching for those things. So the more targeted my mm -hmm. ad is, the better chance I have of getting more bang from my buck. Gotcha. Right, and you want to show up early in those. So when people Google something, right, I think we tend to trust what pops up earlier on. Yes, exactly. That really does help drive more audience to you. Mm -hmm. nice. So we give these kind of trainings all the time to entrepreneurs. Actually, the program hit uh, after um, June. We hit 25,000 diverse mm -hmm. entrepreneurs and working professionals trained in person on digital skills across the country. How did you get into this? How did you get into this business? So um, I have my own business. It's a coaching business as well. It's called C-Suite Coach. Mm -hmm. And our key audiences are working professionals and small business owners. And the mission is to leverage coaching to help more people of color uh, achieve what's called the C-suite in a company. So the corporate levels, the highest ranking level. So we leverage coaching so that when you're coming into the workplace, you're dealing with microaggressions, you're dealing with toxic environments, mm -hmm. you don't just quit. You're prepared and you're fortified in the tools to make you successful at work. So we have coaches all across the country that work with big companies, really on um, black and brown people and women to help them level up in their careers. And in 2017, I got the contract with Google and it just kept expanding and expanding. And now I run the program nationally. So I'm really excited because I quit my job when I was 20 something. Where I was you working. I was working at Viacom at the time. So okay. I was in media, ESPN and Viacom doing digital. And I at 25 was making six figures, mm -hmm. which was more than more, most people in my family were making and mm -hmm. had historically made. And when I tried to hone in on what helped me be successful in a media, which is really competitive right. and crazy, uh, it was really that I had access to executive coaching. And that's something that a lot of black and brown people don't mm -hmm. know about or can't afford. Right. So I wanted to make that more accessible so that my story being from where I'm from wasn't like a scarce anomaly, right? Mm -hmm. More people could have that same story. Now, yeah. when is it time for everybody out there that might be thinking about taking a leap mm -hmm. into something else, into starting their own business? What are some things that a person would need to do to make sure that they're prepared for that? I would say make sure your finances are in order. Make sure you work on your network. So when you talk about difficult work environments and dealing with coworkers, 
you really want to think about how um, do you use these relationships, even when people frustrate you, they're going to be in your future because that's the network that's going to be your first clients often. So don't um, really be strategic. Don't mm -hmm. make missteps with those coworkers because those could be your future clients. Uh, so having a strong network, developing some mentors, all of that is key. Wow. Well, you know what? Angelina's done a lot for us at Juices for Life because we've done two Google digital coaching mm -hmm. uh, seminars at Wealth Wednesday. And we have another one coming up. Yes. Wednesday, July 17th. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about it. And this one, all those questions that you're asking, mm -hmm. like, how do I deal with toxic coworkers? How do I negotiate my salary? How do I bring up uh, if I'm having a challenge at work with a with a difficult boss, all of those conversations we're going to be talking about at Wealth Wednesdays, really about leveling up in your career. Yeah, now, people can want, come out and vent. Now, if they want to get in touch with you and hire you for something, how can they get in touch with you? They can get in touch at www.csweetcoach.com or on Instagram at Lena Darasaw. Our email and all of our information is right there. And we just had an event the other day that you put together. So yeah. tell them about that because this was at Chase Bank mm -hmm. and alongside Google and I I believe you guys have resources there as well. Yeah, so right in Harlem, uh, we have partnered to provide free coaching and resources right in Harlem on site on 125th Street at the Chase Bank branch. There's free coaching, free digital skills classes, mm -hmm. and we try to provide access to people like Angela as well as give hands-on tactical skills on how to use Google Ads, how to use Google Docs so that people can use these resources to grow. And I know it's benefited a lot of our customers as well. So we appreciate Thank that. You so, so if much. you want Angelina for free, make sure Don't you Don't say it over. like that. <laughs> if you want Angelina for free, make sure you head over to Juices for Life this Wednesday. You got an RSVP. How do they RSVP ye? Uh, you can RSVP to juicesforlifebk at gmail.com. That's right. And so I'll be sure, there as well. Make sure Yay. you're in the building. Limited seats available. So if you want Angelina and Angela Yee for free, <laughs> be there this Wednesday. And we, we thank you for coming through. Thank you so much. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout out to Big Crit for joining us. His album is out right now. <laughs> also, Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, salute to Big Crit and Freddie Gibbs, man. Two of the most consistent uh, young spitters out here. I call them young spitters, but that's because I'm old. So, you know, people, they may not be, you know, new, but they're still relatively young, even though they're both in their 30s. Would you consider them young in their careers? You wouldn't consider them young in no, their careers? they've been doing it for like 10 years. So that's, that's <laughs> considered old? A, no, a, but a, it's not young. Young in your career is like, this is my second, third year in this business. I don't even, that's new to me still. I just, I, to me, 10 years is still like young in the game, especially when you see these artists like Snoop and Jay and Nas who've been around for but 30 plus years. Like yeah, that, and some though. people's careers don't even last 10 years. Well, so, that's, that's why you got to I think young in your career is just getting started. I think they've established themselves and put out yeah. lots of bodies of work. That is a good discussion because we've been saying, um, I've been hearing people say they think Kendrick is one of the top 10 greatest rappers of all time. Mm. Now, this is a brother who only got three albums out, right? Right. But lots of mixtapes. Well, Section 80 is the only one that's considered a real classic. So could you would you put him in that top 10 of all time already, or would you say it's too early for him? But that doesn't mean you're young been 10 in your years. career. Well, that's the same thing. Can you put Notorious B.I.G. in that, in that same category? Because he's only really had, what, two bodies of work. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's come on. It's the same thing. But the, it, the music has stood the test of time, though. It's a difference. The music has stood the test of time. The music has stood 25 years plus. I think you could put Kendrick in that conversation. Hmm. I would still say it's a little too early. But nah. I don't know. Mm -mm. I, I, lo I love Kendrick. I just think it's a little too early for him. I don't think so. Because you're comparing him to people who got 30-year careers is what I'm saying. 
You understand that, Gabe? Putting him in that discussion with the Pox and the Jays and the Nas and the Big. Them guys been around for a long, long, long time. They've stood the test of time in a different way. I don't know yet. I think so. I think it's still a little too I think it's the difference between being a legend and then being currently in the top ten. But no, right. you say current. They say they think he's in the greatest of all time, period, top ten ever. Right. That's what they're saying. I think he's in that conversation. Do you put Drake in that conversation? You put no. Andre 3000 in that conversation? Because he hasn't yeah. put out a lot of bodies of work either. I mean, Andre is one of the greatest But he put artists, out a lot of bodies of One of the greatest hip-hop artists of all with time. Outcast, yes. He's ass with Outcast. Yeah, he's one of the greatest hip-hop artists of all time. Period. And if that's the case, Drake no, has to be I'm in that conversation. We'll have this conversation some other time, man. We got to get the hell out of here. Yes. <laughs> All right, leave us on a positive note. Man. The positive note is simply this. Uh, happiness is a choice. You can choose to be happy. There's going to be stress in life, but it's your choice whether you let it affect you or not. Breakfast Club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done?